What would it take to arouse your life, to experience more connection, more pleasure, more realness in and outside of the bedroom? I'm August McLaughlin, and this is Girl Boner Radio. Jeff Abraham, the CEO of Promescent, grew up in a small, coal-mining steel town south of Pittsburgh. He was born in 1957, so he's 63 now. So not only am I from a generation ago, I'm also from a part of the country that's two generations behind where anyone normally is to begin with. So when I was in high school, no one really had sex until they were at least a senior in high school, like on your senior prom. And I remember the first time, I think I was in sixth or seventh grade, when someone started explaining exactly how babies were made. You know what I mean? And typical thing, you were like in the lunchroom, one of your friends is like, hey, guess what? And I'm like, oh, my parents don't do that. That's disgusting. And then when the hormones kick in and you start you know, reaching puberty, you realize that's not gross at all. These feelings are legitimate. But back then you're taught that you don't have sex and masturbation is a sin and you'll grow hair on your palms. You know what I mean? And you'll do all these crazy things, but it leaves you in conflict because you're going, hey, this feels good. So that was back in the late 1960s, early 1970s. You know what else was happening then? A hippie-loving, bra-burning sexual revolution. Ironically... That's also when there was a ton of added resistance to sex education. It became a political issue around then, as religious conservative folks started building a movement that opposed sex ed of any kind in public schools. According to a Newsweek report, a pamphlet was passed around widely in 1968 called Is the Schoolhouse the Proper Place to Teach Raw Sex? There were all sorts of rumors going around about sex ed teachers encouraging students to become gay, as though that were possible, or stripping down naked in front of their students. So you can see how confusing it must have been for someone like Jeff. In a small town, removed from the more progressive, comprehensive ideas about sex and sexuality as normal parts of the human existence. In his teens, he started working at a restaurant where a waitress took a liking to him. Soon, she became his first sexual partner. So I remember the first time we got in her car and she had like a six pack of beer. We drove down this country road and and I was like, oh my God. I'm like, that is the best thing ever. And so, you know, once a week or twice a week would do that. And then we start getting a little more daring, like would have a break and would run out and get it on in her car and everything. And then one night, the uh, night watchman caught us and I ran away. And next thing you know, when I went back to work on Monday, it was on a Saturday night. The manager pulled me to his office, you know, were you there, you know, whatever. And of course, I denied it. Pretty much they knew it was me, you know. And I remember when my mom found out, she like started crying. There's something wrong with you. You know, and I'm like, no, there's not. If she and his dad did it more often, he thought, they would probably get along better. Also, that was the first time that he and his mom ever talked about sex. Oh, that was the first and last, okay? I mean, my parents, they were married for 53 years before they both passed away. I think they might have been the only one each one was ever with, to be quite honest. Got married young, you know, the whole thing. And 
I love my parents. They were great parents. They were wonderful. But I'm like, you can't relate to my world at all. It was just so weird to have my parents preaching something that I knew wasn't remotely true, something I couldn't relate to. So I had to say to myself, these are good people that really don't understand. They don't know better. They've been raised in a fashion. As much as I love my mom and dad on everything I know they know about, I'll listen to them. But as far as that goes, get out of here, okay? Like, one thing leads to another. I moved to California. Or he said, escaped to California was more like it. When he was 32, Jeff learned that the woman he had been dating was pregnant. I remember my whole family at that point were like, well, if you know you love her enough to have sex with her, then you need to get married, you know? And I'm like, time out. Jeff wasn't going to tell his family what to do with their lives, and he wanted the same from them. He described the woman he had been dating as wonderful and very troubled. She was in the thick of battling a severe eating disorder, bulimia, and she had been showing some manipulative behaviors. For example, he found out that she had secretly stopped birth control with hopes that pregnancy would cement their romance long-term, becoming the glue that would keep them together. Even though the relationship felt neither healthy or stable enough to become more serious, messages from Jeff's upbringing left him feeling guilty about potentially leaving and obligated to stick it out. So she moved in with him on a sort of trial basis. Because I knew the way that I'm wired if the child had lived as a unit with the two of us until five years old, and all of a sudden I'm leaving, daddy, don't go, and they're hanging on your shoes as you're walking down the driveway with your suitcase. That would have been the hardest thing for him ever. Things did not improve for the woman or their relationship. So when their child, Nick, was a year old, the pair separated, and Jeff went on to raise him as a single dad. Nick is now 32, the same age Jeff was when he was born, and he's getting ready to get married and start a family of his own. One thing I so appreciate about Jeff is the way he has stayed true to his own value system and beliefs, even when they differed a lot from people he grew up around. I think one of the reasons that I moved away from Western Pennsylvania, I was just tired of hearing racial slurs and homophobic slurs and it and I don't know I've just always looked at every situation I'm going to let my interaction with that person judge my feelings for that person and I just needed to be somewhere different than I grew up everything about that the repression from a sexuality standpoint just from a lifestyle standpoint and everybody back there was like find a job with the state or the county they have good retirement and you'll be on easy street. You can like put away stuff. You can retire at 58 and then live like a king. And I'm like, I'm 23, okay? I'm not worried about retirement. I want to see the world. I want to start a company. So it just wasn't the right situation for me, not only from a sexuality standpoint, but just from a lifestyle standpoint. How much did those experiences and the repression around ideas of what sex could look like and when it could happen, how much did that inform the work you're doing today? It held me back early in my life because I still had that. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of men to this day still have that. They have that Madonna whore complex. Like, well, a woman, you want her to be sexual, but not too sexual. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, where'd you learn that? How many guys have you been with? And that whole idea that we literally celebrate men for being virile. 
and having partners and everything, and then we slut shame women is disgusting. Amen to that. Those messages and Jeff's frustration are two of the reasons that he and Promescent focus so much on pleasure for couples. He told me that everything they do aims to close the orgasm gap and the arousal gap between women and men. They want female pleasure to be prioritized, not dismissed. Something Jeff learned to embrace over the years. When you're younger, at least for me, you're more focused on your own pleasure, you know, but about 30, this is in my experience, I think a lot of guys are the same way. I don't know, it, there's some switch that flicks. And you're like, wait a second, there's someone else in the room here. You know what I mean? It's not all about me, but you flick the switch and you go, if I really care for a person and I'm in a relationship or I'm intimate with someone, I want to make sure that they're really receiving as much pleasure as possible. Now, as the CEO of Promescent, Jeff hears from countless couples, especially folks in cis-hetero relationships, which is where those gaps tend to happen, who want the same thing. Given his previous career as an executive of an engineering business, Jeff seems amused, proud, and honored to field so many questions about sex. In his 11 years with Promescent, he has learned a lot about that mutual pleasure as well as barriers many couples face, from the general public and customers and sexuality experts. So I thought it would be fun to explore some of Jeff's top sex tips for men and couples before we get to the delay spray Promescent is especially known for. Here is one tip that Promescent encourages through their blogs. Do not be intimidated to use toys and vibrators and everything, because a lot of men have this feeling that, oh, there's something lacking. I'm not enough for you. You need a vibrator, you know what I mean? Or are you kidding me? Shut up, okay? You want your partner to experience as much pleasure. Bring every toy, bring every vibe, whatever that gives my partner pleasure, I'm all for. I think it's really important and to allow your partner to express themselves. Yes, 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 so important. His second tip, use your mouth. The most important sexual organ is your mouth, not from pleasuring someone, from communicating. I've had people that I talked to that said, oh, you know, my husband, you know, ejaculates, you know, prematurely. He lasts a minute. You know, it takes me minimum seven, eight minutes. And I go, well, you know, what do you guys talk about? They go, we've never discussed it. That is really, really common, by the way. Talking about sex, especially in terms of challenges and desires, does not come easily to many folks for all sorts of reasons, and getting past that hurdle can go far. If you're not sure how to please your partner, Jeff suggests having them masturbate in front of you. You all know this gets a girl boner thumbs up. There's no better way to learn than to have someone feel so comfortable that they could literally please themselves in front of you. He called mutual masturbation, also known as side-by-side -side solo play, the height of intimacy. I think breaking down barriers and comfort levels and feeling secure that you're not going to be judged, I think it only adds to intimacy. And I think that's crucial. Jeff also thinks that everyone, especially men who love women, should learn to leave their ego at the door. People used to ask me, what is the most fragile substance before I took over this company? What's the most fragile substance on earth? I go, I don't know, 
uh, a Fabergé egg, you know, one of those like crystal eggs or some fine English china. Now, after having worked this job and this company for 11 years, the most fragile thing on earth is the male ego. It is the most fragile thing on earth. So many women are afraid that if they say something, the first thing their man's going to go, oh, I'm not good enough for you. Often when Jeff appears on radio shows to talk about promescence delay spray, listeners call in. And about half of the people who call are straight women who want their male partner to last longer before climaxing during sex. And they all have the exact same question. We really need this in this relationship, but how can I bring it up without, you know, offending my partner? So Jeff developed a strategy, and he said it really works. And I say, what you need to do is you need to not personalize it, not go, hey, you're not lasting long enough, use this. I go, create like a fantasy night, a Fifty Shades of Grey night. Get a blindfold, a pair of handcuffs, you know, a riding crop, a feather duster, and some promescent. So that way you're not focusing on, okay, you know, you need to last longer. It's like we're having this fantasy night. No, oh, by the way, here's one of many things. So it doesn't feel like you're personalizing or attacking someone. That's one part of the equation you no longer has to worry about. You'll never have to tell them to use it again. Premature ejaculation is common, affecting some 30% of people with a penis. PE is considered a medical condition if you always or almost always ejaculate within one minute of penetration, can't delay it most or all of the time, and feel so distressed or frustrated that you avoid sexual intimacy. But delay sprays can also help make sex more pleasurable for someone who just wants to stay hard or have their partner stay hard a bit longer. Maybe it's been a while since you've had sex or you're in the intoxicating brand new phase of a relationship, so there's extra arousal. And some people would just rather have lengthier penetration, no pun intended, without having to think about holding back. And of course, there are many other ways to make sex last longer, such as orgasm control, aka edging, where you intentionally stop and basically cool down just before you reach the point of orgasm repeatedly. That probably won't work if you have full-fledged PE, though. You can also engage in other types of play before any penetration, such as lots of kissing or making out, fondling, massages, or having the person who tends to come quickly go down on or use toys on their partner, for example. Doing all of this can really enhance arousal for folks with a vulva, and it makes way for much stronger orgasms. And of course, sex never has to end with one person's climax. Regardless, for the many people who really enjoy penetrative play and find that it doesn't last as long as either partner would like, I love that there are options like delay spray. And Promescence Climax Control Spray is literally the only one I have ever recommended. It's not like other sprays that go overboard with the numbing or use toxic ingredients. Promescent is especially helpful for scenarios like this one that Jeff often hears about. Any guy that will tell you that he wasn't at some point acutely aware, like, oh my God, not yet. Oh, you feel that point of inevitability coming. Oh, my partner has a climax yet. Not yet. Oh my God, let me think about baseball scores. Let me think about my grandmother naked. You know what I mean? Oh my God, let me, let me think about anything. In some cases, and I know this, I've talked to couples where the female will think, oh, he's really not that into me because during intimacy, he kind of zones out, not realizing he knows he has a tendency to 
prematurely or, or rapidly ejaculate. So he isn't feeling pleasure on purpose. He's distancing himself because he knows if he gets into it and feels it, it's like game over. And nobody should ever feel anxiety during intimacy. Those should be two separate emotions. When you're intimate and you're receiving or giving pleasure, the feeling should be just waves of pleasure washing over you. Not some little guy on the shoulder going, not yet, no, hold back. You know what I mean? That is not what intimacy is about. So I tell people that the majority of our customers now don't have clinical PE. There's somebody that goes, oh my God. Now, instead of going, can I last long enough to satisfy my partner? The equation switches, do I want to stop after one or do I want to give my partner two orgasms before we're done here? You know what I mean? Any guy loves that feeling. Removing anxiety out of the equation is very positive. To give Promescent a try, head to delayspray.com and use the code AUGUST15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order. I'll highlight more of their awesome products in the next couple of months too. So far, I am loving their aloe-based lube and I'm excited to try their massage oil and arousal gel for women. That discount code AUGUST15 will work on all of their products. The thing that struck me most about Jeff when we started talking was his passion and enthusiasm for the company and their mission. When he shared the history of the company, I realized one of the reasons. What you're about to hear is a tale of friendship, entrepreneurial genius, and a really heartbreaking tragedy. It starts after Jeff's retirement from his hugely successful semiconductor engineering business. He was 53 and easing into whatever came next. One of my neighbors and my very good friend and also my doctor was Dr. Ronald Gilbert in Newport Beach, California, Hogue Hospital. And so one day I went to see him for my yearly physical PSA. And he's like, you know, I know your story. You grew up with nothing. Came out to California, two suitcases and $500 and built this empire, retired. I have this business on the side. It should be doing much better than it is, blah, blah, blah. I go, what is it? He goes, I developed a treatment for PE. I go, you developed a treatment for physical education? He goes, no, no, it's premature ejaculation. I go, oh, you mean erectile dysfunction is ED. This is PE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jeff asked for a sample, tried it, and was blown away. It really works really well. And so I invested a hundred grand in the company, retired. So I wrote him a business plan and it really juiced the company. And then he goes, well, take us to the next level. I said, okay, great. He said, well, that's going to take 400 grand. We don't have that cash. I said, well, I'll raise another 400. I'll put it in, but you have to do exactly what I'm telling you to do because the company had been horribly mismanaged before I took it over. So Jeff raised that capital and they asked him to take over the company, which he did in 2011. Two years later, in January 2013, he heard horrendous news. His longtime friend and Promescence founder was dead. Ron was murdered in a case of mistaken identity. Somebody had a prostate surgery 23 years prior. This guy was going to kill the doctor that did the surgery. He got the name wrong. He went to the VA, said, I want to see my medical records. And they said, we don't have them here. You're not old enough to realize this, but they used to have something called microfish that you go to the library and you scroll. It's like cellophane, you know? And so the man looked up the doctor who he thought had performed his botched prostate surgery. He made an appointment with Ron, the wrong guy. Ron walked in to see what he thought was the last patient of the day. And the guy shot him eight times through the heart and murdered him. Jeff almost walked away from the company at that point. He told me that there's nothing more senseless or devastating than the way Ron died. He even moved to another state, from California to Nevada, 
to try to ease some of the emotional pain. You can't run from emotional pain, but you can remove these triggers. Okay, here's where we work out. Here's where we do this. So I literally go, I have to get away. And I almost walked away and was just going to have someone else take over the company. But I became introspective. I started thinking about it. I got emotional. I started to cry and I was so upset because one of the things that made me happy was how happy Ron was that his business finally took off. His wife, Ellie, told me at one point, it was a Christmas party at his house, that it actually improved their marriage. And he was such a quality person, such a good guy, gave me a lot of pleasure. And instead of walking away, I thought, you know, that's a coward's thing to do. I can't unring the bell. I can't bring him back. The only thing in my power is to make this company so successful that he has a legacy, that this is Ron's company. That's why I bring the story up. Dr. Ronald Gilbert, genius, invented this product. At the same time, his wife and his two sons still own 20% of the company. So I said, the two things in my control are to give him a legacy is something other than a doctor shot by the crazy guy and to provide for his wife and kids. And it gave me the energy and the momentum to go, I'm going to make something good out of this horrible situation. It's not as good as obviously still having him here, but it's the only thing in my control. So that is what Jeff and his colleagues have done. And today, Promescent is thriving. In the last two years, they have expanded their product line to include the lube, massage oil, and arousal gel I mentioned. They also sell supplements called Vitaflux for increased arousal and more intense orgasms. Their delay spray is in the protocol for 2,000 urologists in North America, which reads, Promescent is the answer. To use it, you apply the spray to your penis 10 minutes before penetration. And unlike other delay sprays, it won't make your partner numb or take away all pleasurable sensations for you. The Promescent website reads, Enjoy all the sensations of sex without holding back or worrying about finishing too soon. And that enjoyment and message ties in really well with this last tip from Jeff for better sex. If you want to spice things up and invite more pleasure, he said, break out of your routine. I can't tell you how many times I hear from one person or the other, and they'll say, we're just in this routine, especially if you've been in a relationship for 10 years or 20 years. While there's nothing wrong with having a sexual routine, as Dr. Megan has said, it's sort of like having your favorite go-to type of ice cream. Even small amounts of novelty can go a long way. Novelty is like adding those sprinkles or hot fudge to the ice cream or indulging in a rich banana split you have on special occasions. Yes, that'll take more effort, but don't most adventures? And usually when people say, well, we're just in this routine, the subtext is more like, we are stuck in a rut. That, said Jeff, is when it's time to get creative. And he practices what he preaches. My girlfriend, currently, we were talking last night, because I'm so glad it's getting warm, is soon is, you know, another month comes, she goes, I want to do it out in the jacuzzi. I want to do it out in the backyard. I'm down for that. Switch it up. And even if you're married, it's okay to every once in a while go, I want to do it in the car. I don't want to make love tonight. I want to just pretend like we're high school kids and break out of the routine. Do it on the kitchen table. You know what I mean? Do it in the backyard. Remember that it's fun and it's adventuresome. And it's supposed to be something that you get a kick out of. It's a little bit edgy. Even though you think, oh, we have a healthy sex life, turbocharge it. 
Learn more about Promescent at DelaySpray.com or at the link down in the show notes. And again, that promo code to save 15% on your first order is August 15. Dr. Megan Fleming wanted you all to know about another special discount. I'm away this week, but I wanted to hop in and let you know that after recording my latest Pleasure Pick segment last week on Yarlap, they extended a generous discount for you all. So in case you missed it, Yarlap is a Kegel exercise kit and system that prevents and treats urinary incontinence. And in my experience, my favorite perk is it invites more pleasure and stronger orgasms. So to get the discount, enter GB50 at checkout. That is such a generous offer. Head to yarlap.com to place your order using that code GB50 or click the links down in the show notes. Lastly, but so far from least, huge thank you to everyone who has joined my Patreon community so far. I hope you're enjoying your bonus content and really knowing how much I appreciate your support of this show and my mission. To learn more or join us, visit patreon.com forward slash girlboner. Thanks so much for listening and have a beautiful Girl Boner Embracing Week. In March of this past year, well, exactly a year ago, last March, I woke up at, I remember because it was 2.18, it was on my digital clock, and I had this dream and it was so lifelike. And I was aware that Ron had been murdered. He was in this white robe and he had this like glow, but it was in my present living room. I was sitting on this armoire that I have and he was sitting on the couch. And don't ask me how he comes back from the dead. He has an iPad. And he's like looking, he's going, oh my God, condoms and lubes and woman's arousal gel. That's pure genius. And I'm sitting there and he had the smile on his face, you know, and he looked exactly like he looked the last time I saw him. And then he looked and he went, Vitaflux? What's that? I go, it's a nitric oxide. And I told him, I said, it was developed by this common friend of ours, you know, and he's like, oh my God. And, and then I woke up and then I thought to myself and I go, I know what that was because even though we're having success now and we're expanding and everything's going really good, I go, I wish he was here to see all this. And I think that subconscious thought and even that conscious thought had been rolling around so long that it literally forced me to dream that to give me a vision of how happy he would be and to give me that acknowledgement. And I told his wife about it. She goes, Jeff, that's exactly, she goes, trust me, he knows and he's so appreciative of what you're doing. I can't tell you the warmth that that gave me. I tell people that if he had been killed in a plane wreck or a car wreck, it wouldn't be any less tragic, but it'd be easier to accept because you'd say to yourself, it was just 
random. It was his time. But the feeling that those who love him have, not only could he be here, he should still be here. And that's a hard feeling to shake. 